Welcome to the St. Michael Easter podcast series. My name is Chris Garada, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Easter is community, rediscovering one another. After being physically separated for more than a year, we are looking forward to the opportunity to reconnect and become even more the kind of community that God intends. May the power of the resurrection strengthen us on this journey. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. A reading from the Gospel of Luke chapter 9. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up to the mountain to pray. While he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. Here ends the reading. Today's lesson is a wild one. Now, I'm guessing most of us here are familiar with the story of the Transfiguration, the moment when Jesus' face changes and he becomes dazzling white. Whenever I hear this story, I can't help but picture the action with a bunch of special effects. Although Luke doesn't say it, I like to think that Jesus levitated just a little bit off the ground, that perhaps light was coming out of his fingertips and maybe even out of his eyes. And when I hear the word dazzle, I can't help but think razzle-dazzle, like Jesus put on a real show. Now, perhaps all of that happened. And perhaps it did appear a bit like a laser light show with a great fog machine. But then I remind myself that the dazzle is not really the point of this story. There is something far more important happening behind this really great show. There, with Jesus, on top of that mountain, three great prophets were seen speaking together, Jesus with Moses and Elijah. This is a huge moment for the disciples and for those of us privileged to hear this story. Jesus, the great teacher, rabbi, is clearly linked with the pillars of the Jewish tradition. What the disciples had suspected and hoped for and even believed is now being confirmed. Jesus has been sent by God. Jesus is the Messiah that they have been waiting for. The theological implication of the transfiguration is relatively clear. Jesus is connected to a long line of prophets. Put another way, Jesus is part of God's salvation story, a story that began thousands of years earlier and continued through great prophets like Moses and Elijah. This idea means a lot to the disciples because it validates everything that they had hoped. 
It also means that Jesus is passing along a great responsibility to the disciples to continue that work. Now, in my experience, churches often stay connected to the work of their history, and St. Michael is no exception. We regularly recall and celebrate the good work that has been done in this community over the past 75 years. This good work is inspiring and something to be celebrated. But too often, churches spend more time than they should on what has happened than what can happen. Too often, churches live in the past rather than working for the future. We see that same sentiment bubbling up in Jesus' disciples today. After witnessing the amazing transfiguration of Jesus, the disciples say, let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. They immediately wanted to celebrate what had happened rather than imagine what could happen. They wanted to build something to represent what was already in the past rather than use what happened to inspire their future. Jesus' response then is just what his response would be now. What has happened has happened. Focusing on the past means that we miss the opportunity of the future. Do not dwell on what you have seen, but focus on what you can do. For us, the invitation is clear. The future is inspired, but the future is unwritten. We are given great gifts for ministry today that can build the future God hopes us to build. Will we stay up on the mountain to focus on the past? Or will we make sure our hope and our work remain squarely in building God's kingdom for the future? The choice is ours. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, who gave your only Son to die for our sins and to rise for our justification, give us grace so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness that we may always serve you in pureness of living and truth. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.